Well, hello there, and welcome to episode 23 of Musical Connections. I'm your host, Zach Snow, and we got another jam-packed podcast this week. We're going to be speaking to up-and-coming singer-songwriter Darcy Scott. We're going to talk about his brand new EP, Wasted Spaces, and the various contests that he has taken part in, and what inspired him to become a singer-songwriter. We're going to have that conversation right after this week's newfound releases. And remember the last episode where I said that newfound releases was packed? Well, this week's newfound releases trumps that. It's been a very busy week, and um, looking ahead to some of the releases that are coming out over the next couple of weeks, it's going to be even busier than that. But it's great to see, and thank you so much to all the artists that sent me their new music to have featured on the podcast. So to start it off, we're going to be starting out with an album drop from Anna and Eric from the Citadel House record label. They're a Brazilian-born but St. John's residing singer-songwriter-folk duo, and they released their full-length album last week called Our House From Here. And the song we're going to play you right now translates into April Morning. What they've called the song is Mana de Abril. I hope I pronounced that right. But in the meantime, here's some new Anna and Eric for you on newfound releases as part of Musical Connections. Eu te ouvi cantar 
brand new Anna and Eric from their debut full-length release, Our House From Here, that is Mana de Abril. And we're going to stick with Citadel House with Little Known Artist. Right now, here's their new tune. This is Sine Wave on Newfound Releases as part of the Musical Connections podcast.
that is little known artist on newfound releases with Sine Wave. And we are going to go now to country musician Randy Matthews. And he's going to be releasing a series of songs, Stripped Down and Unplugged. And he starts out that series with a cover of a Bruce Springsteen classic. Here's Randy now with I'm on Fire on Newfound Releases as part of the Musical Connections podcast. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go and leave you all alone, all alone? I can take you higher. Tell me now, baby, is it good to you? Can I do to you things that I do? I can take you higher. Oh, I'm on fire. Sometimes it's like someone took a knife, baby, edgy and all, from the six-inch valley to the middle of my soul. I'd wake up the sheets soaking wet The freight train running to the middle of my head I can take you higher No, I'm on fire Oh, oh, oh Sheets soaking wet, the freight train running to the middle of my head. I can take you high. on newfound releases his take on a bruce springsteen tune i'm on fire and we are now going to go to singer songwriter andy skiffington here's his new tune this is silver and cold on newfound releases as part of the musical connections podcast all i can feel is your heart all I can see is you cry It's all said and done You were the one that helped me understand why and All that was left was a memory Me holding you all so tight Imagine 
light Your stars shine right in the room Make you love through the night I'm left outside in the rain Pouring down the waves on the streams of my soul Like we're silver and cold Skiffington here on Newfound Releases with Silver and Cold. And we are now going to go to West Coast Indigenous singer-songwriter Lorna Lovell. And this new song she's going to have for us right now was a winner in the Senior Music category at the 2023 Arts and Letters Newfoundland and Labrador Awards. Here's that new tune, This Has Come Home, on Newfound Releases as part of Musical Connections. Would you miss me if I disappeared? Speak kindly of me when I'm not even here. Would you miss me? Miss me? Would you kiss my photograph if I never said goodbye? Remember me? Those tears missed in your eyes Would you kiss my photograph? Kiss my photograph Oh, how many miles left to go? All I want to do is come home But am I too far gone?
the good and all the bad The possibilities in time We never got to have What'd you think about my life? Think about my releases with come home and we are going to go now to kirk wells he was up for alternative artist of the year at, at the music and l awards about a couple of years ago and he's coming out with a brand new album be coming out in a couple of weeks it'll be called iris and here's the lead single from that album this is always calling on newfound releases as part of the musical connections podcast
desire In the embers In the fire from his upcoming album iris that is always calling and we are going to go down to emo rock band swimming and i've seen these guys play they are full of energy really reminiscent of early green day and a bit of some 41 mixed into them and uh how's this for a song title you smell like fizz ed here's swimming for you right now on newfound releases
swimming for you on newfound releases with You Smell Like Fizz Ed. And we started the newfound releases portion of Musical Connections with an album drop. We're going to wrap it up with an album drop from Land of the Lakes. Now, we spoke to Danielle Hamel a couple of weeks ago on the Musical Connections podcast. And she told me that, and they were working on a brand new Land of the Lakes album. And it is out right now wherever you get your music. Right now, here's the first song off that new album. This is Lifelong on newfound releases as part of the Musical Connections podcast.
Wow, this week's new fan releases was pretty packed, and this podcast is not done by a long shot. We're going to get now to my conversation as we are next to connect with Darcy Scott. He is an upcoming singer-songwriter from Concession Bay South, and he's got his brand new EP set to come out in a couple of weeks titled Wasted Spaces. He's going to be having the album release show for that on Thursday, May the 25th at the Elks Club in St. John's with opening act Jenny Mallard. We talk about that upcoming record, plus some of the contests that he has taken part in, such as Newfound Talent and the Bell Media Songwriters Challenge, and what inspired him to become a singer-songwriter in the first place. Right now, let's get to my conversation with singer-songwriter Darcy Scott. Alrighty, welcome back to the Musical Connections Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Snow, and with the summer just around the corner, summer is also a good time for new music. And uh, one of Newfoundland and Labrador's fastest-rising singer-songwriters is set to release his debut EP. He released a few singles before that in in competitions such as the CBC Searchlight Competition, and he has also won the Newfound Talent Contest back in 2019. And uh, with his lead single, Enough, this guy is set to make some noise in the Newfoundland and Labrador music scene for the year ahead. Joining me right now to talk about his new album and what else he's got on the go, singer-songwriter Darcy Scott. Welcome to the podcast, or welcome back to the podcast, I should say. Yes, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, I said welcome back because uh, we did a little something back in uh, October when we were out in Cornerbrook uh, for Music Celebration Week. We were doing it as part of the, uh, I think it was either Stars of Tomorrow or Newfound Talent. But um, it was just like a little five to six minute interview, just, you know, ask people what they're feeling about Music Celebration Week, what makes a star tomorrow and stuff. But um, I've been meaning to get you on for quite a while just to have a more long form interview. And no better time than right now because you got an album on the way next month. Or actually, by the time that this airs, uh, it'll be out this month. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, I've uh, been working super hard. I had a bunch of tunes ready to go. So, uh, And I was super lucky to get a little bit of funding as well from Arts and Ellen Factor, which definitely helps you know us artists kind of keep the dream in motion. So uh, I've been working super hard, man. I'm excited for people to hear what I've been working on. And I can't wait to hear the full thing. Now, um... We'll actually get to that uh, later on in the interview, but uh, to start off, um, I asked this to all my guests on the podcast. Um, how are things in your world right now, uh, besides the fact that you got an album on the way? Uh, yeah, everything's been great, man. Um, I just recently, I was super lucky to have performed at the Arts and Letters uh, Awards. Oh, wow. Uh, one, of my, one of my songs um, won this year in the junior division from 16 to 20 um category and um i actually got the chance to perform at rooms and it was uh an unforgettable experience for sure and it was i was surprised how many people were there like there was you know probably 120 people soft seated and then the whole like you know people standing up around the back and then i get to stand up in a room full of artists and perform this song and tell this story that i wrote and uh it was it was unbelievable so that wow. uh, that was a big accomplishment for me. I've been, you know, submitting music for years, so I guess to be recognized and acknowledged as a songwriter here in the province was super sweet. Arts and Letters Awards, man, that is amazing. So, uh, what song did you uh, win it for? Was it just like a general uh, category? Uh, did you win it for a specific song, or did you write? Did you win it for uh, you know just being the artist that you are? 
Um, so for me, I submitted a song of mine called Your Name uh, that I wrote at the tail end of the summer. Um, it was a song that uh, was inspired by uh, a Tim's worker, this girl up in Mississauga. I was uh, visiting family, and I thought this girl was beautiful, and then I you know, was like, I'm never going to get to see this girl again because I'm going back to Newfoundland in a couple of days. So then I started you know, playing with some scenarios in my head, and I was like, you know, maybe she's the one. And, Yada yada yada, and uh, <laughs> here we are. I wrote the song, man. It's as cheesy as it is. Like you know, inspiration comes from me. You know, you can even find it in Tim Hortons. <laughs> but it's really just those simple topics that really make the best tunes, right? It is, yeah, man. I love just taking that you know everyday human language, the everyday human experience, and just kind of seeing how I can twist it, man. Because you know, there's someone else out there definitely that has you know whether you know they've seen a girl in an airport or you know found somebody you know in a busy place that they're never probably going to see again. And, you know, that stuff, that connection is real. So I wrote the, uh, wrote the song about it, and uh, I got to perform it, which was fantastic. And uh, getting to do it at the rooms as well, uh, I was there uh, a couple of times uh, this past summer uh, working with Musganelle on the Global Music Series. Mm-hmm. And just to nice. see the crowd, uh, like, fill up that, uh, like, atrium where you have the view of the uh, the Narrows out there, it's absolutely, yeah. or I think the Narrows are in a kitty video. I'm probably thinking wrong, but anyways. Uh, but just having the view of St. John's Harbor uh, in the background, it's just gorgeous. Oh, and it's normally foggy. Like last night was just, it was clear. Like I was down there doing my sound check and I was just like, I don't even know if I want to face the audience. Like if it's this nice, man, I might just turn around and play my song <laughs> to the ocean. This is gorgeous. Right? Yeah, man. <laughs> Now, um, you uh, you grew up in uh, Conception Bay South, and uh, yeah. you were uh, really inspired. Um, of course, uh, one of your songs, Canadian Folk Singer, really talks about the man of a thousand songs himself, Ron Hines. But we'll get mm-hmm. to uh, that one in just a moment. But I want to go back to uh, your early days in music. Of course, you're still young in the game, and you're really one of New Flannel Labrador's fastest uh, rising singer-songwriters. Um, what drew you to music, and uh, who are some of your influences that uh, inspire uh, inspire your sound? Uh, for me, um, it was always John Prine and Johnny Cash and Ron Hines kind of growing up in the house. Mm-hmm. And, um, like my dad put me onto a lot of, a lot of great music. And, um, I listened, I like, you know, in my, I say my later years, like, you know, throughout my teens, I listened to a lot of Donovan Woods. I'm a huge fan of that. You know, he's like a, I guess, you know, he's pretty well established now as a Canadian singer songwriter. And I love his sound Um, and acoustic guitar and storytelling Mm -hmm. really kind of comes through in my music as well. So, um, I listen to a lot of that stuff. And then also like, you know, my mom's side of the family, they grew up, you know, um, they live around the Bay. So like all that, you know, I'm a conception, I have family. So you listen to a lot of Newfoundland traditional music as well, you know, and you know, some people are, some people are into it and some people aren't, but I mean, um, a lot of that stuff too is storytelling and, you know, kind of, you know, little tidbits of history that are, you know, kept alive through tradition. So I listened to a lot of that stuff growing up as well. Um, and I do have a huge love for, I guess, all music. So I, I'm inspired by, you know, everything. Um, but those were a couple of, you know, main staples, uh, in my early childhood. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And, um, when we were uh, talking off the air here, uh, we were talking about comparisons. Uh, of course, uh, just hearing your song "Enough," which you released about uh, a month or two ago, um, yeah. I'm 
uh, in my mind, I called you Newfoundland and Labrador's version of Hunter Hayes. Of course, Hunter Hayes was one of the uh, country's uh, brightest uh, brightest stars uh, at that time, and he was really a, a pretty boy uh, for uh, country music at the time. But uh, just the voice, uh, it really gives me that kind of Hunter Hayes kind of vibe. But uh, there was one show that you played where uh, someone called you uh, a combination of Sean Mendez and John Denver. That's it. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, dude, it was it was super random. I was I was younger. I think I might have been sixteen or so. Oh wow! And I was I was playing a, I was playing a gig down at O'Reilly's one summer afternoon, and there was a there was a couple there from uh, the mainland somewhere, and they they were there having their lunch and just listening to some of the songs. And she came up and um, told me that afterwards, and I was like, it's kind of hilarious because you know the two the two people have nothing really to do with each other. John Denver's like this, you know, country folk icon and Sean Mendez was this huge pop star at the time. But she's like, you know, you're young and you got you know, you're but you're singing folk songs, so I don't know why she made the comparison, but I was like, This is hilarious. So I'm gonna run with this and you know I'll I, I put it on like a one sheet and put them on the you know, the chairs and everywhere in the um out in the corner from hall where I get to play uh, for music and now we can People got a good kick out of it, and I was like, you know what, this is, this is funny. This is what it's all about. <laughs> uh, so you got the singing songwriting ability of John Denver and the sex appeal of Shawn Mendes. <laughs> I suppose it, man. That's what she was getting on with. I think I was thinking like Johnny Cash or something down at the uh, at O'Reilly's, too. Oh I don't know God. where she got this, you know. Yeah, but that's it. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Now, uh, one of the things I uh, found out while researching for this interview um, you, uh, played drums, uh, uh, early on in your career. I, I don't know if you still do, but, uh, what got you into I drumming? Uh, I don't know. I think the rhythm, I just like the rhythm. Like, um, I grew up, dude, like probably two and three years old. My nan would take out a bunch of pots and pans, lay them out on the floor in kind of like, you know, a semicircle and give me a set of wooden spoons. And I think I could go for hours on end, just like, you know, trying to come up with little rhythms. I was like, you know, each of these pots and each of these pans has a slightly different timbre and sound. So I can try to make a rhythm or a pattern or a beat or something. And um, I grew up going down to uh, Shamrock City doing open mics and playing drums and playing in rock bands for years. And I loved all that stuff. And um, my first time ever actually singing live, I was singing and playing the drums. Um, I think it was a Foo Fighters song. Uh, Years and years ago, there's a video somewhere on YouTube. I don't even look the same. I got like a book, but, um, but it was it was definitely an interesting time for sure. Uh, and yeah, I just kind of fell in love for music, I guess, through the drums. And then I actually wanted to write my own stuff and sing my own songs. I was like, well, you can't show up in the gig with a set of drumsticks and say, "Here, I wrote this song. Let me beat on the drums and sing it for you." So the guitar naturally was the direction I had to kind of go in. So a little bit self-taught, a little bit, you know, um, through lessons and stuff. And uh, then I kind of fell in love with that. But I still I still can play the drums, and I still kind of have them in my back pocket. But it's uh, it's not something that I'm pursuing too, too much these days. Okay, so we went from Hunter Hayes to John, to John Denver, to Sean Mendez, to Dave Grohl. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Dave, is it, man, this is what I'm saying. My spectrum of music is wide. Oh, I think, uh, especially like, you know, 
you and I, uh, especially Gen Z and millennials here, uh, we grew up in the iPod uh, slash streaming generation. And uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to, uh, you know, the range of music that we listen to, it is very wide. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. It's so easy to just like, you know, um, just go in and it, everything's so accessible. So it was, it was one of those things. It was no, like back in the day, like, you know, if I didn't like all the Foo Fighters songs, I probably wouldn't go out and buy their whole CD if I only liked one song. Yeah. But now it's so accessible for me to just go in and get that one song, and you know, within seconds. Absolutely. Now, uh, of course, uh, when it comes to streaming, of course, it really doesn't pay much uh, for musicians compared to like, you know, buying that hard copy like a CD or a vinyl. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, yeah. I vouch for like, especially uh, when I was uh, hosting Celtic Wake Up and especially on this podcast, uh, talking about it through the pandemic and uh, hell, even now, um, it's very, very important to uh, get that hard uh, copies to buy hard copies yeah. uh, from the artists and the merchandise as well, because it's 20 or $30 in someone else's pocket that can really help them pay their bills and really help them yeah. get them through. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Uh, we're going through all that process now of like, you know, once we get the masters back, uh, we'll go to Atlantic disc and we'll get my run of CDs and shirts and stuff like that to have, uh, I'll send you a little care package when we hit it. <laughs> And I look forward to getting that, my friend. And uh, Thank big you. shout out to Atlantic Music for all the work that they do. Robert oh, yes, Hulk, Glenn for sure. Hardy, Randy Hutchins. Fantastic. Yeah, they're f- phenomenal. Now, um, your mm-hmm. first ever song that you really put out was called Happy Place. And uh, it was released in 2019. Oh, that's a deep cut. Oh, yes, for sure. <laughs> and, uh, it was actually uh, released in 2019 as part of the CBC Searchlight competition. And it landed in the top 100 entries of that competition that year. Uh, yeah. So uh, really just starting out in your career uh, at that point, uh, 2019 was a big year for you, and we'll get to more of that in a moment. But um, how mm-hmm. did you feel to have that song out there and have a good song off the bat? And uh, what was uh, the process like for writing that song? So Happy Place was actually the first song that I ever wrote. Um, oh, wow. I, I, It was, yeah. I never wrote a song before that. Uh, uh, that one was expired, inspired at a, uh, a Sean Panting songwriting workshop. Um, and I actually got to talk to um, Sean. He was at the Arts and Letters. And I said, Sean, I don't know if you remember me because you do a lot of this stuff, but you inspired my first song. And now to be up here, you know, with a winning song for the Arts and Letters, it's, uh, it's incredible. And I guess your little nudge in that direction kind of got me to fall in love with songwriting. So uh, we had a nice chat and a nice moment. Um, and yeah, that was the first song that I ever wrote. It was inspired by uh, the view looking out from my nan's house. But happy place can really mean, you know, I guess everyone has their own happy place. And if you kind of close your eyes and put yourself in that happy place, you can get through a lot of tough times or a lot of stressful times. Um, so that was kind of my whole point on the song. And uh, yeah, it was one of those things. Um, I played all the instruments on it because I didn't have a studio with just an interface and uh uh, record button and a little bit of help, a little bit of help through that. Um, we got through all of it and, uh, looking back at it now, you know, I think, you know, after being in studios, like, I think, you know, enough is a, you know, a, a big studio track, you know, me and Steven did the instruments and George, huge sound. And, um, this first song here, we didn't know nothing about it. Um, but, I was like, you know what? I want to put something in. So we recorded that song and did it. And yeah, it turned out great. Um, and I guess this, I, I wouldn't have been in the top 100 if it wasn't for like the 
support of like, you know, my friends and family around here who took the time to vote for me every day. And I guess, you know, saw that in me and wanted to push me to the next level. So I really owe it all to them. Um, but yeah, I haven't played that song in a long time, so I might have to brush it up and, uh, put a version back in my set list for sure <laughs> you definitely should because you never forget your first no <laughs> and you mentioned family there too uh really um sometimes as much as like we go through phases when it comes to like oh i don't need my family uh, i don't really uh need uh their help at the end of the day they're really all you got mm-hmm, for sure and my parents put in you know so much time helping me like you know um, look over, look over things before, you know, I post them to the world and they'll help me, you know, a lot with, you know, if I'm writing new songs all the time, I'll get them to come down and, you know, listen to them. Um, and funny enough, the very first song when I wrote happy place the first time, I was so embarrassed to sit in the same room as my parents and play a song for them. Because I was like, dude, I just wrote this from nothing, and now I have to go, like, I can't look at my mom while I'm singing it. It's just awkward. So what I did was I put them in the living room, and I went around the corner and sat in the stairwell, and that's oh the first God. time I ever played that song. I couldn't look at them, but I got I went out and sang it, and uh, then I came in the room, and they were just volunteers. <laughs> so it was one of those things. And now, like, you know, I can trust them. Um, and I really owe it to them because, like, you know, they're not – they know my abilities now as a songwriter and if I write a lyric that, you know, maybe it's good, maybe it's not, they'll tell they can tell me, you know, maybe try to change this and, you know, work this line around and um, and I really owe it to them for that because it's always trying to help, you know, get better at my talent and my craft. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, their support's been essential and I mean, I wouldn't really be here without them. And that support was really essential to help you win the new found talent contest in 2019 mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. four years ago, you won that, which is pretty crazy. I mean, Wild. especially with going through the pandemic over the past, like, three years, it's all a blur. But uh, I guess that moment really wasn't a blur for you in 2019 when you won Newfound Talent. Uh, what was that like for you? Yeah, it was great. I um, I got to play my debut. Uh, I got to play my song, Hold On, which was my first song onto streaming platform. And it was it was an un- unbelievable experience. Um I really tried to bring the stage presence and I really tried to, you know, I love telling the story beforehand that I always do. Um, especially with original music, just so people can kind of understand kind of where you were coming from when you wrote it. And, um, then I got to play the song on the main stage, uh, the following night for, I don't know how many people were there. Cause it was the bright lights in your face that you could only see, you know, maybe the front row of people and then the rest was just darkness. So, mm-hmm. There had to be maybe a thousand people, you know, buzzing around the festival. And uh, there's a part of the song where you get a little bit of crowd participation, and everybody out there is, you know, everyone that kind of goes to the folk festival, they're all lovers of music. And everyone, you know, sang along on this big part of the song. And it was, it was a moment I'll never forget. I, uh, I just recently, a couple of days ago, uh, watched the video my mom had taken of me up on the stage singing that song. And then she does like a panoramic and you can hear everyone singing it. And it's beautiful. That's wonderful, man. And uh, just have that like very early on in your career. Like that, that was really the moment you, uh, I think you kind of knew like, okay, I think I'm doing something right here with my career so far. I know I'm only yeah. just an infant in the music scene right now, but um, when, it, sure. when it comes to uh, 
like what I'm doing right now when it comes to the music I'm writing and uh, you know the connection I'm having with the crowd, I'm doing something right. Yeah, I uh, I instantly I guess fell in love with it at that point, and uh, yeah, I, I feel super like you know I'm always a bag of nerves getting up on the stage, but I'm also super comfortable at the same time. Once you get up there and share a little piece of yourself, and the audience gets the chance to trust you. Um, then you could just kind of go ahead and play your song and have fun. So it's, um, yeah, it was, it was an unbelievable experience. All right. Now let's go to 2020. Of course, 2020, we all remember that was the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's still going on, but not to the extent of what we, uh, were were going through, uh, the past, like, like for 2020 Mm -hmm. and 2021, for example, where everything was shut down, no shows were happening and everything. And then Omicron changed, uh, the game and here we are now but um in 2020 you released a uh, canadian folk singer which was a uh, part of the cbc searchlight competition once again and then also yeah. reached the top 100 again of course uh you mm-hmm. uh the uh, inspiration of that song was of course uh, the songwriters uh that really made uh canada what it is today uh musically uh but uh one of the inspirations for that song of course was the man of a thousand songs himself ron hines so uh, tell yeah. me a little bit about more of the process of uh, writing that tune. Yeah, that was one of those songs that the whole thing kind of fell together in about 40 minutes. It was, you know, as fast as I could write it, um, I think it just kind of fell out. I I just had gotten back from, I think there was some music NL gathering um, that happened uh, when I wrote this song. And uh I felt super inspired, you know. I always feel inspired after you know, being in a room full of creative, creative minds, you know, especially musicians. Um, so I came back and I, uh, yeah, the song pretty much fell out onto the paper in about 40 minutes. I uh, had a melody on guitar. A lot of my songs start off with something you know, uh, melodic on the guitar. Um, I just find it easier to write just something once you know I have a foundation. And, um, yeah, I, I was super inspired and the the first lines just kind of came out, you know, a song about the hardships, a song about the rain, a song about true love. There's too many to name. And then I, I was like, okay, this is, this song is about, this song is about Ron. Um, but I wasn't, you know, at the time, I guess I wasn't thinking about him while I was writing, you know, a huge inspiration for me. Um, and you know, my musical passions here today, but, I was thinking about a lot of different people, you know, like there's even people here in the local scene that are, you know, living that very simple life and, you know, write these great songs and kind of, you know, doing a great job of capturing the human experience. And uh, I was just kind of thinking about all of them, you know, as a whole, but I guess once I wrote the song, I'm like, you know, this song was really inspired by Ron Hines, you know, kind of one of the first ones to do it. So, Uh yeah. Awesome, man. Now, um, your first real official single, of course, that wasn't really part of a competition, was Hold On. You released that in uh, yeah. in that same year of 2020, or I think 2019. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. But you did release a I thou- think it was 2020, yeah. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, thanks for, for uh, correcting me on that. But um, you also released a thousand words, and uh, the latter of those you got to work on with uh, Chris Kirby. Now, of course, he makes his home mm-hmm. in Nova Scotia, but he is originally from this province. Um, what was yeah. it like to work with uh, Chris Kirby? Because he also has worked with the likes of uh, Quote the Raven, which they uh, they really have taken off as well when it comes to, uh, you know, like uh, being uh, the standard bearers for the folk music scene here in the province. So uh, what was it like working with Chris? Oh, it was fantastic. Um, that song was kind of, I guess, 
created out of a Bell Media Songwriters Challenge. And Chris was the mentor for our group. So this was still at a time where you, you know, started off doing a Zoom call online and um, we got together and started, you know, brainstorming ideas, you know, all from the comfort of our own homes. Um, and then we hit that line. It was, you know, a bad moment caught on camera. That's what a thousand words is, you know, all about. But, you know, the, the positive light of the song, because there was a turnaround at the end is, you know, um, the bigger picture is worth more than a thousand words. You know, don't worry about this bad moment because, you know, in this digital age we live in, next week someone else is going to do something stupid and they're going to get caught on camera or, you know, and then you're going to get, you know, your, your thing's going to be forgotten about. So there's always something, you know, something getting captured in this digital age and uh-huh. you just kind of got to choose to roll with the punches and deal with it um, because it's kind of the world that we're living in, you know. Um, and yeah, it was, it was just the positive light of the song saying, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Don't, you know, people aren't even going to remember it next week. So um, we kind of, you know, had that first line. It was one bad photo. And then we're like, okay, so what is everything happens with a bad photo? You're not ready, you know, you're unexpected. They catch you at your bad time. Uh, and then the words just started, you know, falling out. Um, and I was super lucky to work with a couple of other great talents on that song, too. Virginia Fudge, uh, Chelsea Ann Woolridge, and Andrew Marsh were also a part of my group. And um, all of those people are, you know, super creative. And I'm really lucky that, you know, I got to be the one to sing the song because there are so many also great singers in the group as well. And I guess when we were writing it, they just said, yeah, you should sing this. This, this, is your, this fits your voice and stuff. So I was like, cool, I guess. So like we, uh, we worked it out and Chris did a great job, you know, guiding us through the songwriting process, you know, as somebody who writes so much and, you know, puts out a lot of quality work. Um, yeah, he did a, he did a fantastic job of, I guess, guiding us through and letting us, you know, take the, take grab the reins and go through the process so if, yeah that was a another great experience yeah that's awesome man now um we're gonna go now to a uh 2021 uh you had a christmas sync placement in the movie christmas in the wilds of course uh, all the hallmark movies that come out each and every single year <laughs> my mom loves hallmark movies but um the yep. song that you uh actually was featured wasn't actually yours it was uh by rachel cousins in the snow, mm-hmm. one of which uh, the song that you actually had a co-write on, but uh, to get yeah. uh, a feature on that uh, from a song that you co-wrote with Rachel Cousins, of course, she is really uh, like the standard bearer of pop music right now uh, here in this province. I mean, yeah. she's fantastic. I seen an Instagram yeah. post uh, not too long ago of her working on some new tunes, and uh, yes. she just came off a new album last year, so it's great to see. But I want to go back to uh, In the Snow for a second. Uh, what was it like? Uh, when you uh, heard about the news that uh, your uh, your song was going to be uh, in a Hallmark movie, or the song that you wrote, I should say, uh, is going to be in a Hallmark movie. Yeah, it was it was it was so surreal. Um, I mean, that that's another one of those songs. Me and Rachel, you know, we have a great connection, and every single time we're in the room, you know, whether or not we're making music, we're always just having a great time. And we, it was one of those songs. I guess we were rehearsing for um, for a Christmas show. And we were taking our time and I had the guitar and I just, you know, started playing this, this little riff on guitar and she's like, Oh, that's kind of nice. And I was like, yeah, it's something I just came up with, you know, a couple of days ago. And, and she wrote the first line of the song, um, you know, and then we just, you know, it's one of those things, the song kind of fell out in about 30 minutes, you know, every single time we kind of get together, we can always, you know, churn up a song pretty quick because 
I guess, you know, the awkwardness is gone. That's one thing with, you know, once you're getting in rooms with co-writers, to open yourself up to somebody is, you know, takes time. And since, you know, we're great friends, you know, and we've, you know, spent a lot of time with each other, all that stuff, you know, we can just be vulnerable around each other and I guess, you know, create great art at the end of it. So that was one of those songs that kind of, you know, was released for a couple of years. I think it came out in 2018 or 19. Um, and it only got, it got picked up in, I guess, yeah, 2021. Um, so I didn't think much of it. I mean, you know, it took us no time to write the song and it was just kind of, you know, sitting out there and floating around a bit. And every year around Christmas time, we'd be like, oh yeah, I remember we wrote that song a few years back. And, uh, then it was like, oh yeah, this song got picked up for a Christmas movie. Someone wants to use it. And I remember getting the email, uh, from Vince, the guy who she works with, um, for publishing. And I was like, this is, this is fantastic. So, um, yeah, so it was it was one of those things. I mean, you know, and it's great to get you know placement in movies too because that stuff there, you know, pays an artist a lot better as you know than a stream does um, because somebody wants to take your piece of work and put it in this thing that they've created. So it's one of those things where it costs you nothing to write the song. Um, you know, just your creative abilities, and you get to also you know get rewarded for um, creating your art, which is super nice. And the song almost became new again because we got to uh, we got to watch it in this movie and we had our names at the end of the movie in the credits. Um, and it was, yeah, it was pretty sick. That's wonderful, man. Now, um, I found uh, what you s- just said there interesting. Uh, uh, sync placement in a movie or a television show pays more than a streaming uh than a stream uh, on Spotify or Apple Music. Uh, uh, why is that? I think, I don't know how the breakdown really works for it, but um, I don't, I think it's it's one of those things, like, they you, you get, you know, your fee for, like, whatever the one piece of art is. Um, and I think where Spotify is so accessible that, you know, so many people can listen to it, that's why they kind of put that limitation on it. Um. But, you know, just have your song placed in one movie. And I think it all depends on, you know, how present your song is in that film. If it's in the background or the foreground of the scene. Um, there's so many different breakdowns. And, I mean, I'm not an expert in any of that. But it was, um, yeah, you know, us artists getting supported through that type of thing is, you know, it's fantastic. And um, I guess, yeah, between that and, you know, selling CDs and T-shirts that's, and, you know, I guess playing shows, that's really where you know, the money is to be made in art. All righty. Now, um, let's get to the main reason that I got you on here. And that is you got a brand new album coming out. Uh, it's your debut EP. Of course, you release singles yeah. here and there, but you, this one is a really full fledged, uh, record. Um, but, uh, it's an EP and you're working on this with, uh, Stephen Green, of course, of center city media and film production and as well as Fairgale. Now, mom, uh, how does it feel for you to finally have, uh, an EP uh, coming out um, with uh, original material, and uh, aren't aren't you relieved that uh, you know it took this long, and now finally you're going to get it out? Yeah, man, it's uh, it's definitely been a long time coming. Um, you know, I I approached Stephen last year. Um, I think we had a we had a chat down to Long McQuaid or something. I was there picking up strings, and he was there, you know, picking up something as well. And, um, he said, if you ever want to record, you know, you know, reach out to me. So that was always in the back of my mind. And I'm a huge fan of, 
you know, his sound. And I think we had a lot of, you know, the same musical taste. So I was like, you know, let's, let's just try to go this direction. So I reached out to him and uh, yeah, the process has been fantastic so far. I mean, he's a great dude and uh, we've been, you know, writing new songs as we've been, you know, going throughout the process. Um, and, you know, I approached him with a bunch of songs that I already had prepared and it's, it's definitely been a long time coming. I just, you know, thanks to Factor Canal for um, providing funding um, for this record uh, because, you know, without them, it'd be impossible for us to kind of, you know, keep the, keep the whole dream going and uh, it's uh, it was you know once I you know received this funding um, I was like okay we gotta get something you know going here now so um, a lot of it you know it's it's been a great process it hasn't been you know you know, it's been enjoyable the whole way through um, the very last song of the record is a song that we even wrote together called Wasted Spaces and it was just one that you know we messed around in the room. We were done recording for the night and I played something on guitar and he was like, let's try to write something to that. It's kind of got a cool, you know, indie folk vibe and um, we did it and uh, we were there until probably, you know, one thirty-two in the morning just like, you know, hammering out this tune um, and that's actually going to be the title of the EP, Wasted Spaces. So, um, it's yeah, man, the process has been great so far. You know, I've worked with a lot of great musicians along the way, you know, Dan George, Brad Tuck, uh, Doug Randall, and uh, me and Steven, you know, take care of a lot of the instrumentation at his home studio, which is, you know, always super fun to kind of get into experimental with some stuff. So it's been fantastic, and uh, I'm super, super excited for everyone to kind of hear what we've been working on. Wasted Spaces, that is a great title of the EP, man. I can't wait to hear it. And um, you're going to be releasing this May 25th at the Elks Club. Yeah, man. Uh, we uh, we went and chose that venue, um, went down and checked it out. I wanted something, you know, where people could be seated and, you know, they can kind of, you know, I could tell them my stories and I can, we can play the record from top to bottom. And uh, that was a, that was a great venue for it. So the album release show is booked for May 25th now at the Elks Club. Tickets will go live on Monday. And I'm saying Monday, you know, I don't know when this is going to be aired, but um, the tickets will be, uh, will be live and I'll be taking care of all of them. So um, money can be sent to me at Darcy Scott music at gmail.com. And I mean, if you're in the area, I'm going to go drop off, you know, physical tickets or we can hold them on the door for you as well. And, you know, just take your name and stuff. And uh, I really want to go for that old school, you know, retro vibe, you know, the electronic tickets are cool. Um, but, you know, I wanted something that people could take home with them. So I did a full print of tickets and, um, I just had that old school, you know, hard copy ticket, which was something that I really wanted as well. So people could have a little souvenir to take with them and hopefully tonight to remember. Yeah, because uh, especially now in the day where e-tickets are all the rage, it's still nice to have mm -hmm. that, like, ticket uh, of where you can say, hey, I was at this show at, like, uh, May 25th, 2023, and I went to see Darcy Scott's album release. Uh, it was a pretty cool event, and I have a memento uh, on your shelf uh, to, uh, you know, commemorate that event yeah for sure and um yeah it's it's something you know that i've wanted for a while so i was like you know what this is this is my album release show we're gonna we're gonna do this we're gonna you know i it's i'm in control of it so you know and we just you know figured it'd be cool and i think you know making a connection you know if i if someone's in the area and you know they want a ticket 
I can go drop it off to them and have that, you know, interaction between, you know, the people, which is always super nice, you know, build connections and, you know, hopefully grow a fan following that, you know, will support me for, I guess, the rest of my career. That's awesome, brother. Now, um, aside from that, uh, what's next for you uh, in the months to come? Uh, Are you planning on uh, performing at any festivals or whatnot? So this next month, um, I have a few a few um, gigs lined up. I think it's just going to really be kind of pushing this, you know, album release, and uh, hopefully, you know, get to do some more of these interviews with various people in the industry. Um, I love sitting down and you know having a chat, and you're uh, you're a fantastic fella to do it with. Um, Thanks, so man. it's always a pleasure, you know, always a pleasure to you know sit down and have a chat with you. Um, oh, stop. So I guess it's going to be. It's just going to be, you know, a lot of media stuff. I really want to, you know, put my time and effort into that. So, uh, you know, to make the event the most special it can be. Um, that's kind of where I'm at now. And, uh, you know, I will, you know, I pick up the odd gigs here and there, uh, you know, around town. Um, so if anybody's interested in, you know, seeing me live before the album release, uh, please check me out on Darcy Scott Music on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I don't really use Twitter, but it's there. Um but Darcy Scott Music is where you can find me and, you know, kind of stay on top of where I'm playing and, you know, what I'm up to. And, uh, yeah, I hope to uh, I hope to chat again with you soon. And I hope, you know, for people to hopefully follow my career. And uh, I'd love to see people out of some shows. And, man, you're only just getting started, and it's only onward and upward from here. And uh, thanks again so much, Darcy, for joining me on the Musical Connections podcast. Uh, it's great to have you back on, and especially to do more of a long-form interview uh, prior to what we did back mm-hmm. in uh, Cornerbrook back in October. But um, I'm super excited for where you're going to take this album to, and um, and especially uh, with the shows that are coming up and uh, the coverage you're going to get from this album. Listen, I only see big things in your future, my friend. Um, the combination of John Denver, Sean Mendez, <laughs> Dave Grohl, and Hunter Hayes all wrapped into one. This is it. This is what we're doing. Darcy, thanks, man, for joining me on the podcast. You have a wonderful day, and congratulations once again on your debut EP. Thank you so much, my friend. It's been a pleasure. Always great to catch up with Darcy Scott. That is my conversation with him. And right now, here's the lead single from his new EP coming out May 25th from Wasted Spaces. Here is Enough on the Musical Connection Podcast. It happy hour, it's a happy life I'm killing myself at a discount price Staring at the drinks across the table Doing every damn thing But keeping me stable I've been scraping rock bottom for most my life but it's hard to keep your head up when love isn't on your side You, you pick me up and guide me through this mess of mine Like I've known you my whole life Every day you're my saving grace In the darkness you're my light Whenever I fall down you lift me up Baby that is enough
about the road I took instead Nice car, a couple dogs and a messed up bed And a brown-eyed beauty to share it all with Everything I dreamt is coming true Ever since you You picked me up and got me through this mess of mine Like I've known you my whole life Every day you're my saving grace In the darkness you're my light Whenever I fall down you lift me up Baby that is enough This lovely ride Across my heart and hope to die You're everything I need From the day you looked at me It was always you You picked me up and got me through this mess of mine Like I've known you my whole life Every day you're my saving grace In the darkness you're my light Whenever I fall down you lift me up Yeah, whenever I fall down you lift me up Baby, that is enough Baby, that is going to wrap up episode 23 of musical connections big thank you to darcy scott for joining me as my guest this week and thank you to all the musicians who continue to send me music for new found releases and it was another packed week as usual if you have new music for new found releases or would like to be a guest on the podcast email me musicalconnectionsnl at gmail.com new episodes of musical connections drop every tuesday at 12 noon newfoundland standard time on apple Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for connecting once again this week. I've been your host, Zach Snow. Stay safe and please be kind to one another. And until next time, safe home.